Another fragment on Luke 22:46 and following by Dionysius of Alexandria. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Connected with the proceeding on Christ's prayer in Gethsemane. This prayer he also offered up himself, falling repeatedly on his face, and on both occasions he urged his request for not entering into temptation, both when he prayed, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me, and when he said, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. For he spoke not of entering into temptation, and he made that his prayer, but he did not ask that he should have no trial whatsoever in these circumstances, or that no manner of hardship should ever befall him. For in the most general application it holds good that it does not appear to be possible for any man to remain altogether without experience of ill. For, as one says, the whole world lieth in wickedness, and again, the most of the days of man are labour and trouble, as men themselves also admit. Short is our life and full of sorrow. Howbeit it was not meet that he should bid them pray directly that that curse might not be fulfilled which is expressed thus, Cursed is the ground in thy works, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Or thus, earth thou art, and unto earth shalt thou return. For which reason the holy scriptures, that indicate in many various ways the dire distressfulness of life, designate it as a valley of weeping. And most of all indeed is this world a scene of pain to the saints to whom he addresses this word, and he cannot lie in uttering it. In the world ye shall have tribulation." And to the same effect also, he says by the prophet, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I suppose that he refers to this entering not into temptation when he speaks in the prophet's words of being delivered out of the afflictions. For he adds, the Lord will deliver him out of them all. And this is just in accordance with the Saviour's word whereby he promises that they will overcome their afflictions and that they will participate in that victory which he has won for them. For after saying, In the world ye shall have tribulation, he added, But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And again he taught them to pray that they might not fall into temptation, when he says, And lead us not into temptation, which means, Suffer us not to fall into temptation. And to show that this did not imply that they should not be tempted, but really that they should be delivered from the evil, he added, But deliver us from evil. But perhaps you will say what difference is there between being tempted and falling or entering into temptation? Well, if one is overcome with evil, and he will be overcome unless he struggles against it himself, and unless God protects him with his shield, that man has entered into temptation, and is in it and is brought under it like one that is led captive. But if one withstands and endures, that man is indeed tempted, but he has not entered into temptation or fallen under it. Thus Jesus was led up of the Spirit, not indeed to enter into temptation, but to be tempted of the devil. And Abraham again did not enter into temptation, neither did God lead him into temptation, but he tempted, tried him. Yet he did not drive him into temptation. The Lord himself, moreover, tempted, tried the disciples. And thus the wicked one, when he tempts us, draws us into the temptations, as dealing himself with the temptations of evil, but God, when he tempts, tries adduces the temptations as one untempted of evil. For God, it is said, cannot be tempted of evil. The devil, therefore, drives us on by violence, drawing us to destruction, but God leads us by the hand, training us for our salvation. End of 
Another fragment on Luke 22:46 and following by Dionysius of Alexandria. 